0: It's the VNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92 X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. For House of Cars. It's Thursday,
1: January 6th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. So the picture of Marty's skullet yesterday, I guess, worked on Spotify, but not Apple Podcasts. Oh, no. So depending where you. Because I, I I checked my Apple Podcasts app as soon as I uploaded it. I was like, ah, crap, it didn't work. And then I started getting messages from Marty's buddies who were like surprised to open the app and see Marty staring back at them. So if you listen on Spotify, you got to look at that filthy, filthy skulllet. It's beautiful. Yesterday. It really is. <laughs> um, today on the show, we're going to talk about a controversial company, a controversial data company. Uh, we're going to got another Terry of the Month nominee. And this one is, this one is good. First one of 2022. This wild video my buddy sent me about how our brains work that you may have never thought about, and this might even apply to you. Sean's got some would-you-rathers. I'm going to talk about an angry tweet I got yesterday. Um, The goat of board games, but first, probably my favorite snobs we've done in a while. Me too. I don't know if you like the snobs segment or don't like it, I, I happen to really like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one was a ton of fun.
0: The BNS and 20 Minutes
2: or Less podcast. Well, I encountered another type of snob over the weekend. Oh, did you? A pen snob. A friend of mine is autistic, and she has a specific pen that she needs to work with. And I tried to grab it from her, and she was like, no, 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 that's my work pen. And it was something called a Retro 51 Tornado, by the way, which... <laughs> Sounds fancy. I didn't know that pen names even got that intense, but some other ones: Cueco Sport, the Pilot Precise V5, the Zebra F301. These are all types of pens. I feel like
1: many years ago on this show we talked about your friend who was a lawyer and had like a four or five hundred dollar pen yep. or something.
2: And And you're gifted those. I find. Oh, okay. In, in the lawyer world, you'll be gifted your first fancy pen for signing contracts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's you know there's ballpoint, there's fountain pens, there's gel pens, there's all kinds of pens. Bit of a pen snob over here. Oh, wow. Like, not to that
1: degree. Like, I don't have any really expensive pens, but I have such bad writing that I find if I have a good pen, I will try to write better.
2: Interesting. Whereas I'm
1: just holding a crappy Bic here, Mm. and my writing is, I'm like, ah, this pen sucks. I don't care. I'm just going to, I want like a uniball vision, Uh huh. weight between 0.7 millimeters and 1 millimeter.
2: Oh, wow. Uh, I actually find as a lefty, certain pens don't work for me.
1: Because you drag your hand through it?
2: Yep. There's a certain angle that lefties have with pens All that actually right. affects the way the ink writes. And it's really frustrating because when I was growing up and in school or people would provide me with pens, I'd start writing and some of them would just stop working. And it would be like, this one doesn't work for me.
1: Because you're not do. dragging the pen across the page. You're pushing it through, right? Yep.
2: Yeah. And some it, pens don't I like thought that. Of that. Mm,
1: it's pen- really annoying. Are there really left- annoying. Are there left-handed pens?
2: There probably is.
1: Ned Flanders left Torium?
2: I'm I'm sure. I just knew which pens worked for me and didn't and always had a good one. But yeah, it's pen pen snob.
1: Some serious pen snobbery going on here. Oh, a pencil? Why not just scratch out your notes on the wall of a cave? <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I'm sorry, is that a ballpoint pen? I'll point that thing right into the garbage <laughs> <you> can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I only use a special type of ink made from the venom of the Indo-Chinese spitting cobra. I write with purpose.
2: <laughs> well, if it's not a fountain pen, you might as well be writing with an ink-dipped stick, you elf-skinned varlet. <laughs> What's a farline? It's an old school Shakespeare. I love you it. I love it.
1: Thank you. Oh a bic product might be suitable for the shaving of your pubis, but I require something of higher quality for my correspondence. <laughs>
3: no
2: <laughs> My Coron Dash Lemon Ebony 14 carat gold thick-tipped pen has been blessed. Yes, a priest has actually blessed my big nib.
0: (laughs) VNS in 20 minutes or less.
1: During this cold snap, uh, me and the kids have been playing a lot of Uno. Oh. Did you know the latest version of Uno has some different cards in it? No. I didn't either. I guess I hadn't bought a new Uno deck in a few years, but there's a shuffle hands card where if it's played... All the cards that everyone's holding get shuffled up and re-dealt. so it basically resets the game.
2: Wow, With the cards
1: are in play, and it okay. really changes like the strategy. Because if that, you always have to think that that card's in play.
2: Oh, that's um, kind of frustrating.
1: It is, but it's fun. Okay. Uh, it also comes with three blank cards for you to write your own house rules on. And I was like, oh, let's go online and see what the best house rules yeah. people have come up with. And we found like three pretty good ones. And it's like, it's really ch- like one you have to show everyone your hand. Okay. Uh, there's another one where you get to discard all the colors, uh, all of one color in your hand. So, oh. you can say I discard all reds, and everyone who's holding red gets to get rid of it. It's cool. Interesting. It's a lot of fun. Um, adding
2: some new dynamics to Uno.
1: Yes. Okay. But we've been doing lots of that board games too. When it's of cold course. like this, been doing lots of board games, which I think have been on the rise during mm-hmm. the pandemic. But you, you and I talked about the goat of card games, didn't yeah. we? Mm-hmm. Did we ever do the goat of board games? I thought card games sound sounded familiar. Yeah, but have I don't know ever if done we did board games. Bo- what would be the GOAT of board games? What's the first board game that pops into your mind when you think of board Monopoly. games? Monopoly. I was going to say Monopoly, too.
2: Yeah. I know. That's the thing. Is I was thinking about other ones. And I'm like, it's. I think it's got to be a Monopoly. It's It's just an OG.
1: It is an OG. There's also, like, I mean, Scrabble is a big one. Yep. Um, Even something like Snakes and Ladders isn't, like, trademarked like that, I don't think. so. But there's so many different versions of it right it's very simple i think the question hinges on whether or not you consider chess to be a board game Mm,
2: because that would be the uh, yeah
1: it'd probably be the goat because it's so old and so popular and
2: it's technically a game on a board so i think i would call that a board game
1: yeah monopoly is only the fourth best selling board game in history it goes chess checkers Balderdash. dash I was going to toss checkers in there as well. Checkers.
2: Balderdash? dash. That's weird that I, that's in there. I've
1: never played Baldur. No, not Balderdash. backgammon.
2: Backgammon. backgammon. Okay, I that see. makes more sense. I was like, yeah. Baldur dash. I've
1: never I've never played either. Maybe that's why I don't know the difference, but
2: Yeah, backgammon's Back- another old old school game, so that makes sense. Some of these games are ancient. Ancient.
1: Whereas yeah. Monopoly isn't that old. I mean, it no. started what, like 100 years ago as the Landlord's game and mm-hmm. then became Monopoly with all the different versions that we have today. Yeah. But
2: I okay. mean, in terms of
1: like what you consider to be a modern board game, I'd probably say I say Monopoly. Monopoly too. But if you count chess, I mean, it's probably heads and shoulders above everything else.
2: Yeah. Monopoly is also how you lose friends. So you, you do. <laughs> you lose friends. V
0: in 20 minutes or less. I have a question.
2: Mm-hmm. Hoping you can help with this. How do you shape the brim of a baseball cap?
1: Well, this is a good question.
2: So I remember growing up, guys would go to all kinds of lengths to get the perfect curve in their hat like mm-hmm. I, I remember like there, i don't know if there was duct tape or like tossing the dishwasher or the oven or send them to space or just like <laughs> it seemed like a very extreme and very important process to get the perfect curve it was
1: especially back in the 90s when we were rocking serious curves when yeah. we had like bobby hall curves on our on the beaks of like our like full-out
2: rainbows in your head yeah. like this is a rainbow i need it to be perfect it was a big thing
1: i remember people using like baseballs or tennis balls and elastics wrapped okay. around them to train the beak
2: and you'd put... Okay, so you wrap a bunch of elastics around and, like, a tennis ball in the middle and... Yep. And you'd
1: leave it there for a bit How Wow, would was, that make a brim? The other Woo! thing we do is we just, like... We'd constantly be taking them off and just reforming the brim. Right, just going so, with your hands. So, yeah, and- you'd always reshaped the brim and now my curves are much more gentle mm. so i like okay. a little bit of a curve not full flat brim because the flat brim era came along and really changed all that it really did i think curving a beak is a lost air is lost art
2: well and now a lot of them come pre-curved yes. too there's like the is it the dad hats that have the pre-curve going on too and then you don't have to do anything
1: my favorite baseball caps are the 47 series from new era right. and they're much more relaxed and they do come pre-curved you don't have to you don't have to have that skill anymore. You don't need to get your dad to help you curve your hat.
2: Okay, because I bought a hat recently and I need to curve it. So I was just wondering some advice because I looked at this thing and I'm like, I don't know how to curve this. I was trying with my hands and it's not really staying. And I'm like, what do, what do I do? How do I do this?
1: Just keep working on it. Okay. Keep working on it. Unless you want a serious curve, then you might have to load it up with some elastics or something. Elastics
2: and a baseball. And-
1: if, if you were born after the flat brim era, you may not remember this, but the worst thing that you could do when we were growing up, the nerdiest thing was to put a peak in it. Oh yeah. Like a hard peak. It wasn't a it wasn't a gradual curve. It was a hard peak.
2: So that is ingrained in my head and that's why I'm so stressed about curving this hat because I I remember hearing that, being like, Oh that you ruined it super nerdy peak.
1: I bought McKenna uh, a Red Sox cap a few years ago and her sister grabbed it and cracked the beak like that on purpose. And I was like Are
2: you kidding?
0: So you look like an A-frame.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay, you look like a cabin. You look like a cabin. You
0: okay, you look like a log A-frame cabin. <laughs> the BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast.
1: Yesterday on the show, I was saying that it's it's funny to me how some of the the, the nicest and most comfortable and safest workplaces are the ones that people really don't want to go back to. Yeah. Well, people in far less comfortable work environments, they're going into work. They really have no choice in the matter. Uh, and I said that I knew I'd get some blowback for saying this because for some people work from home is is sacred like it's not a it's not a perk it's not like an arrangement with an employer it is your right to work from home it is an entitlement and i don't agree with that and i that is just my opinion you're free to take it or leave it i know you don't 100% agree with me on that Shauna. No, um,
2: well, for me, when you first of all, when you said that, I said I think a lot of those companies are telling their workers to remain home because why bring people in the office and have that risk when you can do your work just as effectively at home? Of course,
1: of and, course, but I'm more referring to the people who don't want to go back, right?
2: Right. And Which I, is
1: fine. It's, you, if yeah, that's the I arrangement you have, go ahead. but
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know how many people are in fact like that, or, you know, in, unless it's a very uncomfortable environment. I have one friend who works in one of those artistic, like, Companies and mm-hmm. for them. They were saying that you know if they come back They're going to be required to wear masks at all time okay. and then they were giving the employees the choice and all the employees were like well We well obviously yeah. not do our work of that course. way so but-
1: whatever works for you you mm-hmm. do But that's just I I shared my opinion yesterday and I knew I would take heat for that because this is one of those topics That's just like off limits for some people and sure enough. I got this dude mad at me on Twitter It's always on Twitter. It's always Twitter and he tweeted at the station not at me, but at the station Are these dog whistles from your morning show pre-approved by the radio station? Corporate policy? Curious listener would like to know. It's funny because they they always go right up the chain of command, don't they? They always go like right to the company, right to our bosses.
2: And that I always find strange because I was like, why wouldn't they approach us first before trying to get up ahead of us and what, you know, get us fired? Get
1: us in trouble. Yeah. And I I don't mean to single this one person out. And that's why I'm not using their name here. But this we've had this happen so many times in the past where it's like, oh, does Harvard media know that you're saying these things on the air and they try to get us in trouble. right? Right. And like you said, we are not inaccessible. No. There's the text line. There's the phone number. All of our social media platforms, our, our personal ones, are open to messaging. Like, we can yeah. we can talk. We, we can have a can. conversation. Yeah. It's, to be totally honest with you, Shauna, I am fairly bored of the topic of cancel culture. I okay, mm-hmm. just kind of glaze over when we get on it. These or until someone gets on it. But I read this great comment yesterday saying that this is one of the hallmarks of it. That it's not enough to just hear something that you don't like and think, I don't like that. I don't agree with that. And then move on. No, there have to be consequences. Yeah. Got to get the employer involved. hmm And I thought this was such a strange instance because it's not like I even said anything offensive. I shared perhaps an unpopular opinion.
2: Yeah.
1: But I wasn't going, I wasn't punching down at anyone. I wasn't going after a marginalized group. And no. White-collar office workers. Like, I, they're not marginalized. So, yeah. I don't... But it was a wrong opinion, right? It was a bad opinion. And that can't just be allowed to exist there have to be consequences for it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest problems. The b
2: and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I have three music-related would-you-rather questions for you, if I could. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Okay. First one. Would you rather listen to the same song for the rest of your life or never be able to listen to the same song twice?
1: So you can only listen to the same song over and over and over again, mm-hmm. or if you find a song you like, you could never go back and listen to it again. Yeah. Good question. I would take the second one.
2: Mm-hmm. Because I feel the same way.
1: there is just so much good music out there. Yeah. And you just go through a,
2: some bad ones and then you find some good ones, hopefully, and you'd have to just hang on to that and that and would be it.
1: You'd hope to find something like that again. Whereas if you just have one song, yeah. you wouldn't have any variety in your life ever. So the it's second true. one.
2: Would you rather never be able to listen to music ever again or never be able to watch any sort of entertainment ever again, be it movies, TV, shows, plays? i take music. Okay. You? Uh, same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I would I would choose never being able to watch any entertainment ever again.
1: Oh, that's what I mean. Okay, yeah, so yeah good, good. That's <laughs> I what I thought. Keep, I would keep music in my life me too. and get rid of TV and movies and stuff because yeah. music's just a way bigger part of it.
2: I agree. Yeah, and it's funny because I know a lot of people would go the other way, but for me, music is, yeah, something that I constantly hunt out and I'm a big fan of. And, and you can
1: listen to music while doing so many other things. Yeah. You can't really... Watch a movie or watch TV while doing no. other things you can, but you're not really experiencing it where And I
2: get so bored, I like I'm so bad with watching movies anyway. I watch a few minutes and I like wander off anyway, whereas music I will like stay engaged for the full song. Yeah. Okay, last one. Would you rather have no horizontal hula, no hanky panky, or no music for the rest of your life?
1: So you either can never listen to music again or you can never plonk ever again or yep. Geez, that one's tough. I have a hard time with this one. That one is tough. Because I mean a friend once described to me that said like it it part of the human experience is your sexuality, right? And mm-hmm. to take that away feels like I mean, unless you're asexual. Yeah. Then it's probably not a, a That's question no for big you. Thing. But
2: I know. But then having no music for the rest of your life.
1: I don't like either.
2: Like and how often do you do you plunk, you know, and you, if, if you want to do the calculations.
1: Oh, you spend way more time listening to music.
2: But then having Orders no, of
1: magnitude more.
2: But no boinking at all.
1: And you just think of like, like a lifetime of that frustration. I know. I don't know. That is tough.
2: That one is. This one hurts me. Like, do you I have an a, answer? I. I don't. Like, I feel like
1: I'd be a crazy person if I went my whole life, you know. Well, I know. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't want to answer. Can you still point yourself? I
0: think that's what it comes down to, right? The BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast.
1: This is pretty wild. My buddy sent me this video yesterday, and it's a it's from a vlog or like a video podcast or something. But the two people are talking about how they formulate thoughts, Mm -hmm. and they come to the realization that one of them doesn't have what we know as an inner monologue. So. Like when you think about something, Shawna. Like yeah. You're thinking right now. Are you hear? Are you thinking in sentences? Are you thinking? Do you, like? Do you hear your own voice in your head when you think?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, mm, I think so.
1: See, I do too. Like I have, I constantly have full sentences going through my head. Yeah. And it's it's in my voice. But I didn't realize that there are people that don't have this. And my buddy didn't either, and his mind was just blown. I'll play a clip for you of, from this this podcast where these people are, are realizing. So the girl you're hearing is the one who doesn't have
0: an inner monologue. Like, so let me ask you now. Like, if I said to have an internal monologue, say hello to whatever freaking crazy person's in your head right now. Yeah. You can hear that person say hello. Yeah. That's creepier.
2: <laughs> Why is that's not?
1: Isn't that so? She doesn't interesting hear a voice in her head when she.
2: So she, does she have no thoughts in her head then? Well, they, Yeah, how do you read? It's just words. <laughs>
1: it's just words? What do you mean? Because when I read books, I hear myself talking the words out. <laughs> That's
2: creepier.
1: Is that how it is for you, too? Yeah. When you read a book, like, I hear myself reading the words.
2: Yeah, when you say hear myself, I'm like, I don't know if I hear myself, but like, yeah, the thoughts are in, the, in my head. I can like...
1: There's a voice yeah, there, right? Yeah. And she said she doesn't have that. Uh, so, yeah,
2: that's so bizarre.
1: I guess there was a post last year that went viral about this, and people started realizing like who did and didn't have an inner monologue. Mm-hmm. And for for people who don't, I guess they have more abstract thought. They don't think in full sentences. They don't hear that voice. Oh, okay. So they think in, I don't know, feelings, colors, shapes, pictures. Crazy. It is really weird to think about. And people who don't have an inner monologue apparently struggle with, you know, they'll say, think before you speak. Well, they, they can't. I
2: never. was going to say, I feel like that could get you into some serious trouble. Yeah, like you don't know what the sentence
1: is going to be like before it comes out, because yeah. I think very carefully about everything I say. It goes through my head once or twice, and then I say it.
2: A bit of word vomit going on.
1: Yeah, and like mm. if it comes out wrong, then what? Too bad. So they said people like that also tend to be a little more creative, though, because they can think
3: differently. Abstract, yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. They can think in an abstract way. Hmm. They also, so if you don't have an inner monologue, apparently, you know like when you're watching a movie or a TV show and you can hear the the character's thoughts and it's usually kind of like echoey to show that it's yep. inside their head. People who don't have an inner monologue thought that that was only done for the audience's benefit. They don't realize that that's kind of what it sounds like in, in most people's heads.
2: Hilarious. I didn't know that existed. No,
1: I had no idea and I don't know what percent of the population does and doesn't, but... I think it I think it would be That it'd be would be a, very strange. Yeah, but as as Although this if girl it's all you said, know,
2: then it's not strange.
1: And to her, like like she said, it's creepy to think that there is a voice in our heads. It's, if you yeah. don't have one, yeah. that would be unsettling. Who's in your head? Who's talking to you? Well, it's me. <laughs> it's just me.
0: Odd. <laughs> the B and S and twenty minutes or less podcast.
1: Friend of the show, Christine is on the phone. And Christine, you have a condition that I hadn't heard of. What's it
3: called? Aphantasia. It basically means that you have a blind mind's eye. So I can't see anything in my head. It's completely black. Anything at all. So you can't
2: visualize anything. Nothing.
3: How? <laughs> so if I were
1: yeah. to describe something to you right now and try to like paint a mental picture or like describe, a, like you can't see anything of that in your head.
3: Not unless I have. Like memory to back up what you're talking about.
1: So you can retrieve memories. Yep. Okay. But
3: so- I, but they don't come with any visuals. It's just like I said in the text. If you tell me uh, the McDonald's golden arch, I know what it looks like. So that's coming from my memory, but I can't see it at all in my head.
2: So if somebody describes something to you, you just you can't form it in your head.
3: No, That is so
2: strange.
3: (laughs) It's very strange. And I had no idea that this even existed until a few years ago, a friend of mine on Facebook made a post about it. And I was like, that sounds like me. And so I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, that's me. I had no clue.
1: Have you ever gotten a professional opinion on it?
3: No, I haven't. I've been meaning to look into... Like, if anyone in Calgary or Canada does research on it or studies, um, I I know they have done studies in it. Um, I'm just not sure where. It's pretty new. Yeah. And probably not that common. uh, I think it's probably more common than people realize, just because like I didn't know about it until a few years ago so
2: I was gonna say if you don't know any different then you wouldn't really know that you're different right so exactly hmm. interesting just like the
1: people yeah. with, uh, who with no inner monologue they didn't yeah. even know right no so anything yeah. so any type of descriptive literature is probably not that enjoyable for you then
3: um well I think it's well, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know any different. So to me, like reading a book is just reading a book and like, there's no visuals with it. So I guess not. So, so I'm <laughs> I never like, I'm really big, thought about it.
1: I'm a big Tolkien fan and he's so descriptive, like describing the world he's built. And if you were to read that, you wouldn't be able to, to form any pictures of what he's describing.
3: Exactly. No. Wow. <clears throat> Like, I would be able to come up with some stuff if, If you you know, if he's talking about a, yeah, like if he's talking about a landscape, it's like, oh, it's a field with like wheat growing and trees blowing in the wind. Like, I know what those things look like, so I can think about it, but I can't, I don't have the the visual to back it up. So
2: any sort of, yeah, like fantasy world or anything that doesn't exist in real life, you'd be like, I don't, I
3: don't get that. Yeah. No. Nothing.
1: Then visual visual mediums must be really wild for you. Well, I guess you have nothing to compare it to. But no, that's that's, it's it's hard to even comprehend as somebody who who doesn't know what it's like. And I'm sure you can't comprehend what it is like.
3: Exactly. Like I'll have conversations with my boyfriend all the time where it's like if I hear a song and I know that song is on a soundtrack from a movie. And if I remember the movie enough, I can think back to what scene that song was playing in the movie, mm-hmm. right. if I remember it. So I'll ask my boyfriend, well, can you see this part of the movie in your head? And he's like, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, how nice. So you have the visual to back up your memory.
1: Crazy. Well, what about like an old friend? What If you haven't seen a friend for a while, like obviously you would recognize them on the street. Maybe. Okay. Oh my goodness!
3: <laughs> like if if I haven't seen them in a long enough period of time, like if it's been ten years and they've changed their appearance dramatically, I probably wouldn't recognize them. Yeah, which to be is probably fair, true I probably of most wouldn't, of us.
2: wouldn't either. Yeah, yeah. But could you
1: conjure up this? You can't conjure up the image of an old friend right now that you haven't seen in a while.
2: No,
3: not without You're looking not- at a picture.
1: <laughs> that is so unusual. It's almost like the exact opposite of a photographic memory.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, completely
2: black. I wonder if you were to chat with somebody with a photographic memory, if you'd really struggle relating because your memories are so different. Like,
3: hmm. I, I, w- I would imagine so, because they would be talking super descriptively and like, yeah. and you
2: you'd
1: know, be
3: like, I don't understand. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: would you consider yourself like, to nice. be a, a creative person or are you more analytical?
3: I would definitely say analytical. Yeah.
2: Uh, It would be tough to be more creative without the visualization side of things.
3: Yeah. Like, if I'm talking about, say, redecorating a room, (laughs) like, I I need, like, I need, like, magazine pictures. I need, I need visuals to go with what we're talking about. So if we're talking about, oh, if, if we did this and this and this to the living room, I'd be like, I, I have no idea. You'd be an interior designer's worst nightmare. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, completely. I'd be like, you need to back this conversation up with some photos. Yeah, you'd have, have to, nothing. like,
2: draw it all up in 3D <laughs> and make it just
3: all drawn out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's really, really strange.
1: That is so strange. Yeah, yeah, I've never even heard of that. You're the first person I've ever met who's talked about it. But yeah. like you said, maybe lots. People don't even realize they have it. It's true.
3: Uh, Yeah. Like, I I asked my family members because I was like, well, is this hereditary? Is this just random? And my mom is the only one. Oh, really? Hmm. Who thinks that she might have the same thing.
1: Okay. Interesting. And it's called
3: aphantasia? Yeah. Aphantasia. Hey
1: fantasia. I'm going to read a bit more on this. But Me too. Yeah. I'm <laughs> thanks for describing it to us. It's, at it least I know worry. about it now.
3: You're good with it, describing that. That's good. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Well, there's all kinds of like online tests that you can cool. once you start looking it up and they they there's all kinds of links with like here's a test that you can do to determine what level of a fantasia you have if any so
1: like a colorblind test but for your mind's eye Mm
0: kind of yeah bns in 20 minutes or less
3: you love your car bet you'd love lower interest and lower payments too refinance your auto loan with house of cars and love the freedom of having more money in your pocket visit house of cars the bns in 20 minutes or
0: less podcast i'd like to nominate a
2: terry of the month if i could please in fact first of the year first of 2022 I almost feel like we should have a separate section of these nominations just for Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, where my boyfriend Cliff lives, because there's a lot of them there.
1: Oh, you're in Terry country, brother. Oh, my god, That is Terry country.
2: So he was telling me he plays hockey with this this older guy who, first of all, showed up to the dressing room yesterday, warning that he might not be able to play because he'd had a couple cores and then took a Cialis before the game. (laughs) Why the Cialis nobody... (laughs) Nobody really knows.
1: Maybe his old lady wanted to go, and then he's like, I I don't have a lot of time. I got hockey. Couple drinks deep. Now he
2: doesn't fit in his cup. Got a little frisky. Couldn't fit on his cup because he took a Cialis, and his old lady got mad at him. Terry, and and why tell the boys about that? I know, honestly. Okay. (laughs) So that's phase one. Uh, He then was talking a little bit later about getting his license for the first time. And I guess his driver's license. His driver's license. How old is this guy? So he's older, but he was talking about way back when when he first got his license. Oh, okay. And he said uh, when he passed his driving test, he goes, eight hours later, he then got pulled over and got a DUI, <laughs> or a zero eight as they're called in Saskatchewan. But he, the same day that he, <laughs> eight hours, he passed s- his driving test. Eight hours later, he then got a Dewey. Oh,
1: come on, Terry.
2: And got his license revoked.
1: Like, he was yeah. just waiting to get his... He's like, oh, I can't wait to drive drunk. I'm right? so, I'm like, so honestly, excited for some drunk, drunk driving later.
2: To be fair, Terry grew up in a time where in Saskatchewan, you know, he got a bit of a slap on the wrist for driving drunk. it wasn't quite as severe as it is now. That was True. when, you know, the cop would pull you over. He, he was in a smaller town, I'm sure, and he'd be like, look, you shouldn't be driving. I'm going to pour out your booze and get home safe. So he probably didn't realize there were some harsher penalties, like a zero 08 that you could get in the future for driving drunk. Terry. But Terry did. He... You know that brings
1: a, D- a DUI the same day you get your oh license. My God. There was a guy that in my school who uh, got a DUI. I think the first year he got his license, and people mocked him so hard. Like we'd all yeah. we'd all be working quietly in class, <laughs> and someone and someone would say, "Hey, Mark, how about a ride home?" And the whole place would just go, "Ah!"
2: Which. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you, you shouldn't drive drunk. So, no, I think you deserve the, m- the mocking yeah. Yeah. that you get. Honestly, though, Terry, like, <laughs> you get you get your driver's license, and then you get a DUI the same day, eight hours in between. Maybe that's why they called a zero 08 in Saskatchewan, you know? <laughs> zero 08 with zero license within eight hours. Terry. Terry.
0: VNS in 20 minutes. I was
1: reading about this tech company based in Colorado called Glue. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. The Wall Street Journal did a report on them last week. But they specialize in mining user data to help churches target potential recruits on social media.
2: Uh, interesting.
1: So mm. they look for people who might be open to a little bit of proselytizing, mm. and then they serve them up ads from their church customers.
2: I had an ad from a church semi-recently. I forget which platform it was on. Did you? Yeah, I think we talked about it. I forget which church it was. One of those mega churches or weird, anyway.
1: It's not just a few churches doing this. They said they have 30,000 customers, 30,000 different churches signed on, which represents about 10% of all churches in the United States. Crazy. They didn't specify if it was strictly Christian churches that were doing this or if it was all sorts of religions, but this is where it gets a bit greasy. Some of the things they look for in people are people who are having marriage trouble or might be going through a divorce, um people who are in debt, mm-hmm. people who are dealing with anxiety or depression, people who either have or are prone to have an addiction. Yeah. And those are the people they go after.
2: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense just like every company who targets different, you know, people.
1: Well, when this when this news came out, um one of their biggest data providers uh dropped them as like as a partner because they didn't like the idea that they were using people's basically mental health mm, to target them and the, and the company so the company's glue they they have since said they don't do that anymore they don't go after like people who have you know mental health issues but it is i, I was curious what you thought about that like as a is that is that a bit of a moral gray area there
2: i mean <laughs> when you when you write it down on paper like that it looks bad but every company is doing the same thing like every single company is mining our data we now hit yes to all the cookies meaning that they're storing all kinds of stuff they know everything about us mm-hmm. so whether they're saying it out loud or not every company is using vulnerabilities to try and sell us products. Right? And you think
1: the fact that this is just it's because they're churches that it's
2: a little more heated. I think that's the problem, right?
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, whether it be you know companies selling you something or but political parties trying to get your attention or services
2: like dating profiles and mm-hmm. stuff, which also some people may disagree with, but they're doing the same thing.
1: So yeah, it probably shouldn't be surprising that. The churches are doing this, too.
2: No, it's not surprising at all to me.
1: And for, I mean, for the churches, they probably legitimately believe that they can help people. They do. So.
2: It's uh, it's of the purest intentions. It would be because it's, yeah, you're looking for people who, again, potentially could fall into a a bad, a negative addiction or, well, or something. They're right?
1: going for the same people that, like, gangs and multi-level cults. marketing schemes and cults go yeah. for. So. Yeah. But I guess if you believe that what you're doing is, like, if good. it's better you know. that they come to us than go to, to those things, then mm-hmm. I don't, can you really fault them in for using a technique that literally every company else is, is using? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a very good point. When I first read this, I was like, oh, that doesn't seem right. But when you put it like that, it doesn't seem... I mean, maybe none of it is right, but it's yeah. no worse than what the next company is doing, I guess.
2: Which is, again, a bad way of putting it, but... Not- they're all doing the same thing. The BMS and 20 minutes
0: or less podcast. We talked yesterday
2: about how snow makes that squeaky sound when it's this cold. Yeah, you um, called it Canadian
1: sound. ASMR, hey? Canadian
2: ASMR, just that sound. It's something that even people in southern Canada may not have ever experienced because it has to be damn cold for it to sound like styrofoam. But we got a couple messages after that from people who can't stand that sound. Yeah. And they were saying
1: messaged and said like that was like nails on a blackboard to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting to me because when I was thinking about it I was like ASMR as a whole would be kind of like that. Like there's a lot of very specific sounds that people really like the sound of and there's tons of videos on even like people eating those oh, sound effects that go along sound. with that which is something that I, I personally can't stand me neither my no. mom like likes to chew with her mouth open sometimes mm. and I'll call her on it all the time and she always feels badly but I sometimes have to leave the room I isn't like,
1: your mom a proper lady though isn't is. she all about etiquette and stuff yes and, yeah. which is so
2: shocking I think that's why I get so bothered by it but <laughs> she does it it's a very strange thing
1: it's a- Someone compared it to the sound, like when you said it sounds like that styrofoam, I know that sound bothers people, yep. styrofoam squeaking together. Even yep. I had a friend who couldn't stand the sound of, or the feeling of if you took a cotton ball and kind of rubbed it together, that mm-hmm. like little squeak that you get from a cotton ball.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and those are all very similar squeaks. Yep. Uh, I have a really weird one. Uh, I can't stand the sound of somebody scratching their jeans like if you scratch your and I've been like this as a kid and it's the oddest thing but when I was a kid and people would scratch their jeans I'd I'd run out of the room screaming scratching their jeans like that I've never heard sound that of, before you know it's the weirdest I've never heard of anybody else that have this one it's it's just me I don't know what sort of trauma I endured as a kid that made what sort that of-
1: Gene and fingernail related. Well, I said to my,
2: I was like, somebody must have scratched their jeans like right in my ears as a kid or something, and it's just affected me ever since. That's all I can think of. But when somebody scratches their jeans near me, I actually put my fingernails in my mouth because it it feels so bad with them. I go full like it's nuts.
1: Can I do it right now?
2: No, please don't. If (laughs) like, I can't stay, it'll drive me by. If you want me to leave a room ever. Just start scratching your jeans, though. I really
1: want to do it now. I'll I want to put leave. the mic down by my jeans if, and give them a good scratch. If
2: you Okay, you'll probably see the auto response if you do, and then I might have to leave the room, but that's, yeah. Can we try to
1: get it out of you here? Yeah. Are you, okay, only try. if you're comfortable. I'm already so, rubbing my fingernails. You know, microphone is going louder. Down by the
0: jeans. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> she's,
1: she's out of here.
0: You've been listening to the BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast.
1: For House of Cars. Until January 15th, enter to have House of Cars wipe out your debt for free. No strings attached. Visit HouseOfCarsCalgary.com.
0: You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 minutes are last downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.